0: Welcome to the Kingdom Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Anderson, and I help exhausted moms put an end to what's stressing them so they can regain control of their life. Be sure to check out our popular free training, How to Put an End to What's Stressing You at KingdomMomPodcast.com. Are you ready to take back your territory, Kingdom Moms? Let's begin. Hey, hey, Kingdom Moms, and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Mom Podcast. Today we have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Katie Hedrick, and she is a Jesus-loving, coffee-drinking, joy-filled wife and mama of three, In her 13 years of motherhood, she's learned how important it is for parents to connect with their kids, just as the heavenly father loves to connect with his children. Katie is joining us because Katie is actually a certified Christian life coach, and she has her own post, uh, her own podcast. She's a host of the Stepping Into a Joy-Filled Life podcast, where she helps wives and moms grow in their faith and step into all that God has called them to be. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to talk to you. Hey, Lindsay, this is going to be so fun. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. So when Katie and I were talking about um, doing this podcast interview, you know, at Kingdom Mom, we talk a lot about um, marriage, parenting, finances, things like that. And Katie is really all about giving tangible tips for parenting. So we're definitely going to talk about that later in the episode. But first, Katie, would you mind just kind of sharing with our audience what Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, but also what your motherhood journey has looked like.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I am a wife. I'm a mama of three. I live really in what I call the middle of nowhere, Iowa, (laughs) really right here in the heart of the Midwest. And we absolutely love it here. The journey of motherhood has been such an incredible journey for me. And it's one of these things where you just have to sort of figure it out as you go. And I'm sure every mama knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like we can read all the books and listen to all the advice, but at the end of the day, it's really just something that you have to figure out by jumping in and just doing it and living it, right? And so it's been messy and beautiful and hard and wonderful and all the things in between. My three kiddos, Chloe, my oldest, she she's such a doll. It's really funny because when she was born, I was the epitome of a young and clueless mom. We'd been married for about a year and a half when Chloe was born. And, you know, I really just felt like I did not know initially what I was doing in motherhood. So really, I just fed her, slept her, changed her. And then this beautiful, amazing thing happened at the same time. I completely fell in love with her. And it was like, God opened my eyes to all things motherhood. And then that's when it just started feeling more natural for me. And it's like, just love her and God will show you the next step. So she's 12 now. She's a doll. She's fun. She loves to dance and sing. And she's very kind hearted. Our second child, Chase, he is nine years old. And by the time he came along, uh, it was really fun when he came along because I feel like he's the child that really chilled me out, so to speak. So I can't really put my finger on it. Other than truly it was a Holy Spirit thing when I first held baby Chase in my arms, it really, I feel like it really made me the mom that I am today. So he loves engineering and science. He's very athletic and he's also a kind, very kind hearted kiddo. Canyon, my youngest, he's seven years old now. Um, We call him Grand Canyon Canyon. And he really completed our family. It's great because he lives up to that name, Grand Canyon. So he's my little firecracker. He's super social. Um, He's really a mini me of his dad, but he's so loving and kind and he doesn't know a stranger. And God tends to speak to me through my kids and especially through Canyon. And recently we had this scenario happen over here. It was a very rare occasion where Canyon was really upset about something, which truly is a rare occasion but he was standing there and he was crying and so upset. And I was sitting in a chair, just feet away from him with my arms wide open, just waiting to embrace him in a hug and to love on him and to help him understand that everything was going to be okay. And the wild thing was that he continued to just stand there, just weeping and crying, just feet away from me. And he just refused to come towards me and be embraced by this hug. And God spoke to me in that moment, it's He's like saying, I am your father, right? You are my child, you are my daughter come to me my arms are open wide come to me and I will hold you and everything will be okay. And so that's been a really interesting and really neat part of my journey of motherhood is just seeing the different ways that God speaks to me through my kiddos. Another thing that I've learned along the way is the importance of connecting with our kids, just like how God, the good father wants to have a deep, meaningful relationship with us. We should also want to cultivate that with our own children. And we all know motherhood is no small task, right? We've been entrusted with these little people and God has chosen us to be the one to raise them up, to become honorable adults who love Jesus and love people. And I really believe that the best way to do that is to build trust in that relationship by connecting with our kids on a really deep level. If we don't make that connection now when they're small, then we really can't expect that when they're older and going through some of life's toughest challenges that they'll magically want to connect with us then. So I believe that it starts right here and right now by connecting with our kids on a deep level in every way possible. So I'm really excited to deep dive into that today.
0: That's so awesome. And I muted myself cause I was just letting you just talk because it was good stuff. Um, and I, there were some amens that came out of my mouth when you were telling that, that story. <laughs> no, it's so true. Like he talks to us through our children. And I've had so many moments like that as a mom, where you learned so much about the love of our father by how we love and interact with our children and it's like wait that's exactly how he feels about us <laughs> it's, yeah, so, it's
1: so so good he shows us that over and over again i found over here anyway
0: okay so i am curious what are some um cuz you're all about giving moms tangible tips on how to create that connection with their children so what are some tangible tips on how we can connect with our kids
1: Yes, I love this question. I'm super excited to share three different things with you today. So it's been said, maybe you've heard this quote, that children spell love, T-I-M-E, time. So that's the basis. That's the main thing that we really need to acknowledge is that it really comes down to spending intentional time with our kids. So as far as these three specific things, the first one is be a great listener. Listening is hard for almost every person that I know and it's our natural tendency to want to talk about ourselves but when you really think about it God gave us two ears and one mouth so we need to learn to meet our kids where they are become interested in what they are interested in and then be an excellent listener if we'll intentionally shut off all those distractions turn off the tv put down the cell phone and social media and actually look our kids in the eyes and be a good listener, we'll find that they will open up to us and it will mean everything to them, right? It'll really build that relationship and trust with them. So we tuck all of our kids into bed at night and we spend a, a pretty good length of time, some really intentional time together at bedtime with every child every night. It does take a little, a little bit of time, but it's totally worth it. And it's really special and sweet time. And my daughter, Chloe, she had told me and expressed to me that she absolutely loves that time with us. And so I wanted really to understand why on a deeper level. So I asked her, why does this time mean so much to you? And her response blew me away. She said, mom, it's because you listen to me. So powerful. I was floored. So that's tip number one is be a great listener. The second thing is look for joy and create those joyful moments. So I found that in motherhood, along with every other situation in life, that you'll find exactly what you're looking for. And I have to tell this quick little story. When I was 19, I had this basement apartment, which it was a great little apartment. Everything was fine, but there really was, there was one problem for some reason there were these giant slugs. Yes, you heard that right. Slugs all over the place and inside the apartment. Like they were climbing up the concrete basement walls and they'd be on the floor and the door and the windows. I kid you not. You
0: are giving me the heebie-jeebies over here.
1: <laughs> it's a great illustration though because here's what happened is it gave me the heebie-jeebies too and so I began to look for the slugs. Guess what I found? More and more and more of them everywhere. By the way, I only lived in that apartment for three months, (laughs) but I found what I was looking for and that's so applicable to life. We will find exactly what we're looking for and we'll find more and more of it. So I've learned to look for the joy in the everyday journey of motherhood. And I love that the word joy, J-O-Y is actually inside the word journey. I absolutely love that. So looking for and finding the joy in the journey of motherhood has served my family really well because joy is deep rooted. It's something that's down in our bones, down in our soul. And when it's bubbling out from mama, it spills over to the entire family. So our family looks for the joy and we love to create joyful moments or special things that are just our own. So one thing we've done with our kids is go on -on one-on-one dates. So one time my husband took my daughter out for dinner and she dressed all up and I did her hair and he literally stepped outside the house, knocked on the door. She opens the door and he's standing there with a red rose for her. Right. So he's modeling to her some really sweet things some honorable things that you know she can look for as she's growing up and entering the dating world and then they went out on their one-on-one date and had a wonderful evening and then one time my oldest son chase and i went out for dinner together and we had the best time we took a deck of cards so while we were waiting for our food to arrive we were playing cards and we were laughing and Most of the evening I had my phone tucked away, but one time he got laughing so hard during our dinner that he literally threw his head back and I grabbed my phone real quick and snapped this amazing picture of him laughing. And just, it was just the epitome of a joyful moment. And, you know, we were creating these inside jokes and just this wonderful evening, this wonderful memory together. So those one-on-one dates have been such a fun and meaningful way to connect with our kids. So we love to do that. And then the third thing that you can do, and this is really powerful, you can tell your kids what they're doing right. Catch them doing awesome things and brag on them. Tell them what they're doing right. I remember one time we were attending a school event for my niece. It was actually a dance recital, I believe, at at her little school. And it was the middle dead of winter. So we were rushing inside. My husband had dropped off myself and my kids and we were rushing inside the school building. It was so cold and snowing. And we get up to the door of the school building and we all go rushing in. Well, my son Chase had held the door open that's one thing I've taught my boys, they hold the door open. I will walk past them. I give them a kiss on the forehead and I say, thank you for being such a gentleman. And so my son had been conditioned to do this. So he was holding the door open and we all went rushing in and we're standing just inside the school building and the the cold air is blowing in and, and a line of people just kept coming in the door and coming and coming. And my son for five minutes, he continued to so hold this door wide open. And I start feeling just a little bit antsy, right? Like, I'm like, we need to go get our seats, you know, come on buddy. Well, the next thing I know, a veteran comes walking real slowly up the sidewalk with his cane, you know, and he's, he's way down the sidewalk but my son, he continues to hold the door open for that veteran. And I just stood there with my jaw dropped and that veteran walked through the door and he shook Chase's hand and he said, thank you, young man. And I kind of had to do a heart check because a few minutes earlier, I'd been telling him, you know, come on, let's go, let's go. But he knew the right thing to do and, and he stood there and did the right thing. And so when he was done, you better believe that I told him how proud of him I was for doing the right thing. And it's been said that the phrases, I'm proud of you and I love you are two of the most powerful praises, phrases that we can speak to our kids. And I totally believe that that's true. So to circle back around to the beginning of this question, the very best way to connect with your kids is to spend time with them in whatever way works best for you. And I hope that you can find one or two or maybe all three of those tips that I gave and implement them with your kids.
0: I love that. And I, you know, I think you're right. We see what it is that we're looking for. And sometimes, especially as parents, we're so concerned with teaching them what not to do that we forget to encourage the things that they are doing right and to say, hey, I am proud of you. Okay. But I do have a question now because, um, I know that there's moms that are going to be listening. Right. And they're like, that's great. And it's, we, lo- we all love those like mountaintop moments as parents where it's all joy and it's all happy. And we feel like we're doing really, really well, but you and I both know that sometimes it's not all butterflies and rainbows, <laughs> yes. especially you've got a nine and 12 year old. So I know, you know, that it's not all butterflies and rainbows yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're get where we have a nine year old right now. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. We are entering a new phase. Oh um, yeah, mama. <laughs> so I think some moms are going to say, okay, well, where's the balance though? Because we do have a job to do, right? Our job is to train up our kids and, and you know, the, the scripture is train a child in the way he should go. And when he grows old, he will not turn from it. Right. So how do we do that while still, how, wh- where, how do we balance that?
1: Yeah, so as mamas, obviously there are times when we must correct and or discipline our children. And the thing is that it's because we love them. I love Proverbs 13, 24. It says, he who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. So I don't know if you know this, but the rod of correction was actually something that good shepherds used to keep their sheep safe. And when the sheep would veer from the path or potentially be in danger, the shepherd would use the rod of correction to gently guide them back onto the path that was best for them. And I love that illustration. If you look at the model of God, the father, as the good shepherd, you see that he's been correcting and disciplining his own children with love since the very beginning of time. And in the book of Genesis, when Adam and Eve, who were the first children of God, when they disobeyed his command, you see God, the good father, discipline each one of them, right? Adam, he says, you're going to have to work hard by the sweat of your brow. And Eve, thanks Eve, (laughs) you're going to have pain in childbirth. This is your discipline because you must be corrected because I love you. So immediately after he dishes out that discipline, he then shows them deep, deep love because he makes clothing for them. Back in Genesis 3, 7, it says that their eyes had been opened and they realized that they were naked and they then felt shame. And in Genesis 3, 21, it says, the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and he clothed them. So you see this beautiful picture, this awesome model of how we should correct our kids and then show them loving kindness Afterwards, I think that's a great illustration. And then, on a separate note, I learned this really cool technique, actually, from Mary Kay Ash, and it's been really useful in in motherhood for me. And it's the concept of making a quote unquote praise sandwich. So it looks like this: a layer of praise, a layer of correction or criticism, right? Discipline, whatever is needed there, and then another layer of praise. And that's proven to be really effective for our family because it sandwiches that correction in between these two thick layers of praise and loving kindness. And so for me personally, that's been a technique that my kids have responded really, really well to because they understand then that they are being disciplined out of love and they feel that love.
0: I think that's so good. And I also think too, like... Something that we talk about in kingdom mom is just being honest. Like I think when you when we explain to our children that they're being disciplined because they are loved, you know, that really changes the way that they even feel about it. So I think that's so true and then just coding it essentially in love because that's what our father does with us. I absolutely love that. I've got some really good notes Uh, (laughs) from
1: everything so far. And you know what, Lindsay, I had once watched one of your videos one time and I loved what you said. It's been quite a while back, but you said something about having them like, acknowledge and confess their part in what had happened. Like when there's a situation between two, uh, two children, I think it is really important that they each acknowledge and confess their own part in it and that they then ask for forgiveness from the other sibling. And I'm pretty darn sure that's something that I actually learned from you that I've implemented <laughs> my kids too. So that's awesome. Thank you for that. It worked. It, it, it
0: does. It does work. Um, if, if anything, they don't want to have to confess their part. So then it, it prevents them from getting in the argument in the first place. (laughs) No good. good. Okay. Okay, So now I have to ask what's okay. So we're, we're talking about, um, you know, connecting with our kids and doing all of that, but you and I both know that as moms, it's really important for us to have a connection with our father right? So how does that tie in to everything and, and tie into really motherhood in general?
1: So good. So we cannot do this on our own. Am I right? (laughs) Uh, no way (laughs) (laughs) we have got, got to lean in to God. The good father is the only way that we're going to be able to do this thing called motherhood. God shows us over and over and over again, how to parent, he is the good father, actually the greatest father. After all, we just talked about how God teaches us to discipline in the book of Genesis. That's just one example of how we can model biblical parenthood. If we will sit down and search the Bible, God's awesome love letter to us, we can find so much wisdom about motherhood and parenting, marriage, relationships, finances, everything. It's all in there. And prayer is another powerful tool, and it's a great way to talk to God. And I love that we don't necessarily have to have the quote unquote right words or know what to say when we come before him, but rather we can just come to him as we are as his daughter and we can curl up in his arms and talk to him and share what's on our heart. I think it's really, really important to know that, that we can literally come before him anytime for any reason with any question, any problem, any frustration or any praise, right? And we can share with him what's on our heart. It's like with our own kids, you don't want them to wait until they feel like they have just the right words before they can come talk to you and share their heart with you. You just want them to come just as they are. And it's so good when they do that. God the Father feels the same way about us as his daughter, as his child. He loves it when we come before him and just share our heart with him.
0: That's so good. And I'm really glad that you said that because I think especially for a lot of new Christians or not even new Christians, but people who just they, they feel like prayer has to be like this rigid thing. (laughs) Like it has to look a certain way or the words have to be a certain way. Right. But really like, just like your kid would come to you after they skin their knee and they're sobbing and they, you know, they want comforted. That's how we can go to him. Like that's like, we can literally talk to him. Like he's sitting across the room and like, he's just there to listen to us. Um, I think that that's beautiful. Uh, okay. So one last question is, you know, what's kind of like, uh, what's kind of like you, if you were sitting down in front of a mom and she's trying to, uh, create these meaningful connections with her kids and she's trying to be better about that. What, is, what are the most important things that you would tell her? or want her to remember as she's going forth and and trying to do this with her kids?
1: I feel like just about every mom out there is looking to find this balance and she's feeling like she's not doing as good as so-and-so playing the comparison game on social media. She's trying to do it all not only do it all, but she's trying to do it all without messing up, right? And she's wondering if anyone even sees her amongst these diaper changes and grocery runs and endless homework and bedtime duck-ins. And she's wondering if what she does really even matters, if her role is important. So when all of these thoughts go fluttering through our head, I think that we've got to renew our mind with the truth, just like Romans 12 too. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's so good. And the truth is that total balance doesn't exist. The truth is that comparison. Okay.
0: I'm unmuting and saying amen to that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's the truth. Total balance does not exist. Here's my take on balance. It is about being present in the moment that you are in present over perfect, right? Amen. 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 (laughs) Another truth is that comparison, it steals our joy. And another truth is that as mamas, we will mess up sometimes. Actually, I feel like messing up is one of the signs of being a great mom. I have this motto over here and it goes like this mess up, show up and never, ever, ever give up the beautiful truth is that what you do every day as a mom, it matters. It's messy and hard and beautiful. And girl, it is holy and it's so important. And the most powerful truth of all that we've got to renew our minds with is that we are beloved daughters of the good father. He's called us, he's equipped us, he sees us and he believes in us. He's entrusted us with these little humans because he knows that with his help, We will be able to give our kids roots that run deep and wings that they can spread and soar with when their time is right. He knows that with his help, we can raise up our kids to love Jesus and to love people. Those are the truths and the most important things that we can remember as we're raising up our kiddos and creating these wonderful, meaningful connections.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, I have got to point out something that you said and it was, messing up is actually a sign of being a good mom. I hope that that made some of y'all listening feel a lot better. <laughs> it made me feel better. <laughs> Turns out I'm a great mom. Um, yes, girl, and, you are. And it's like, it's like what you what you do when you mess up and how you model, like asking, I've asked my kids for forgiveness so many times. (laughs) I've done it a few times this week already. Like, but doing that, you're just, you're modeling something to them. You're showing them what it means to walk in humility. And also like when you said, this is holy work, this is set apart work that we have been chosen for. Like this isn't just changing diapers and, you know, tuck-ins and bath time and cooking endless food and endless dishes and endless laundry. It's not just that. This is holy work. Like this is such an important job. Absolutely love it. Okay. So Katie, um, I, I know our audience and I know that they are going to want to connect with you more. Now you have a free workshop or actually it's like a kind of a workshop challenge that you're doing for free on Facebook. Can you tell our audience about that?
1: Yes, I am so excited about this. So I'm doing a three day connect with your kids in five minutes or less challenge. And it's happening February 9th through 11th inside of my Facebook group, which is called Happy Chicks. So each morning I'll meet you inside the group and I'll share a tangible tip with you that you could start doing immediately to begin connecting with your kids in a sweet and special way, just like I shared here today, except there'll be new and different tips than what I've shared with you today. And I know that these methods work because I actually do them with my own kids. So come join the group and join us in the challenge. All you have to do is search for happy chicks inside of Facebook, and then you'll be all set when the challenge kicks off on February 9th. I cannot wait to share my best tips with you guys so that you can begin connecting with your kids in a really impactful way.
0: I am so excited. I'm personally excited about this because it's like accountability. It's like it and it's like something simple that you can do with them like that day like you can apply it immediately and see results immediately. I'm super excited about it. So, um we will put a link to that Facebook group in the show notes. Um and then be sure to follow Katie on uh Facebook, on Instagram, you know, everywhere that Katie's at. So, we will link all of that in the show notes so that you guys can just click and follow. And Katie, thank you so much. This was so good. I have a lot of notes. And I'm actually really excited because I got a few things that I'm going to go use, like literally when we get off this podcast interview. <laughs> so,
1: all right, Katie, thank you so much. Thank you, Lindsay. This has been so much fun. It's been a joy to get to know you, get to share with your audience. And I just appreciate everything that you're doing. And I pray a blessing over each and every listener today. All right, Kingdom Moms, we'll talk to you next week.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kingdom Mob Podcast. Don't forget to check out our popular free training, how to put an end to what's stressing you at kingdommompodcast.com. See you next time, Kingdom Mom.